Welcome to the Beautiful Souls Podcast with your host, myself, Danielle Cadwell. I'm an Olympian author, speaker, and coach, and I'm here to dive deeper into all things mindset, manifestation, mission, and yes, some meditation. In 2013, I was an unfit, concussed, and massively self-conscious synchronized swimmer when an opportunity arrived that was well beyond my wildest dreams to begin training for the next Olympic Games. I was terrified. However, I decided to take the biggest leap of my life. I went all in, moving from Canada to Australia and dedicating my life to my sport. On this journey, I made a vow to myself. If I could do it, if I could really make my wildest dreams come true, I would spend the rest of my life sharing what I had learned to help others do the same. So beautiful souls, this podcast is where I fulfill my promise. We'll talk about everything from the energetics of manifestation and the power of self-worth to mindset cultivation and how to step up and into your soul mission. You can think of this time together as kind of like a soul spa, where together we will wash away your fears, massage you with some truth and some love, and spruce you up on the insides with some spirituality. So, are you ready to be rejuvenated from the inside out? Let's dive in. Okay, hello, honeys. My goodness me, I am introducing myself back to you all. So crazy, so crazy as a Reedy, as a Mrs. Reedy. To be honest, I do have to file my paperwork still, um, but, you know, I signed the papers, changed the Instagram, changed the Facebook. It's basically real, isn't it? Um, hello, hello, hello to my new humans. I want to welcome you back. This is my first podcast of 2024. Oh my goodness me, it has been maybe like three months since I've recorded a podcast. I'm not sure. Um, and the funny thing is that I think when you think you get, you know, I probably about 150 podcasts and you think that you're going to get like more fancy and advanced. Um, but literally I'm sitting in my car right now. Um, my microphone wasn't working. My garage band wasn't working. I'm recording into the voice memo of me phone, my friends, the voice memo of me phone. Like, <laughs> Just let you know you don't need to be perfect to get it out there. Of course, incre- like increasing quality is a good thing, but I just really felt like this podcast needed to come through me and I just couldn't fucking wait to figure out the technical glitches that my computer is having. So we are in the car. Why are we in the car, Danielle? I'm not driving. I'm in a sitting car. Um, my incredible... <gasps> husband, Mr. Luca Reedy, is currently doing a hypnosis um, in our place. And y'all girl cannot be loud and proud right now <laughs> when he is in Luca hypnotic voice. I make fun of him for that. Anyways, we are here because I am going to be giving you all the juicy behind the scenes for the most part of the past few months my goodness me, I think the last podcast I recorded, um, I was touching on the just the fact that it was going to be my last podcast. I made this commitment to um, do this podcast challenge last year, which was so fun. And I gave away so many prizes um, and I didn't get to finish it up. And I'm going to be doing that, um, finishing up that, wrapping up that last loop um, this year. And, and honestly, I think, 
you know, not, not having that wrapped up, I really had to just be really kind to myself because it's something that I committed to and I wasn't able to follow, th- follow through. And last year was literally such a crazy year in hindsight um, that I think that I may be a little bit overcommitted, but it's okay. We all learn. We learn and we move on. We learn and we move on. Um, so one of the parts of, you know, my whole growth and one of the things I committed to last year was talking about the behind the scenes of building my business and building my dream. And, and I know that I love like seeing the juicy details of that, um, <laughs> in other people's lives. So I wanted to share it in my own life as well. And just to look back, um, you know, the November, December, and I mean, January, 2024, like, January has been pretty chill. Um, we're like halfway f- through February as I'm recording this, but um, d- like November and December were wild, like wild. Uh, was traveling for more than two months, um, held a retreat that blew my freaking mind, lived in Bali, um, got married in Australia, had all of my family and friends, almost all my family and friends fly across the world for our wedding, organized like a week long wedding extravaganza, um, went on a honeymoon with my family, um, went to the Wood Sundays, went to Queensland, and then came back to Canada. And all while, you know, I was doing my bit for like, can I just say like planning a wedding unless you know maybe if you have five people you're wedding it probably doesn't take that long planning an international wedding is like a fucking full-time job man it is it really is it was a lot of work and I'm gonna share my perspective on all of that um and uh I feel like I'm finally in a place too where I have the space to speak about it you know to be completely honest, when I came back from this incredible couple months and this huge, wild, crazy year, like we had so much growth, like in our relationship, personally, professionally last year, like, you know, in our, in our viewership and our accounts and like the people in our world, like there was so much growth and it was so beautiful. Um, but it was really big. And I feel like I came straight back into the dead of winter in Canada. Um, and I was thrown into this space of honestly, I did, I, I mean, I absolutely love serving my clients and and the programs that I was running, but I just didn't really feel like speaking and I didn't really feel like sharing. And I think sometimes when we have experiences, like we want to keep them to ourselves for a little bit, um, because it, I don't know, it feels really precious. And I was in that space and, um, I feel like I'm in a space now where I'm excited to talk about it and I'm excited to share. Um, and give you guys some, a little bit of the background. So let's rewind. The end of October, October 30th, me and my then fiance, um, now husband, I'm still having a really fun time saying husband, <laughs> um, flew to Bali, okay, but we for our retreat, but we didn't just fly to Bali for our retreat, okay, we realized that when we left, we would be gone for over two months, we'd be at our retreat, living in Bali for a while, then going to Australia and getting married, and then going on a honeymoon, and then coming home. So it wasn't just like, oh, we're just packing for our retreat. We were packing for our retreat, and travel, and wedding, and honeymoon. Like, no pressure, right? Um, luckily, I'm I'm so grateful my I got my parents to bring my wedding dress, because I was like, I can't. The stress of like carrying my wedding dress there, and just like having it there also, I was like, I didn't want to bring my wedding dress to Bali, to be completely honest, because... I don't know, like the air 
it and it's it's like a dirtier place and a sweatier place and I don't know I just felt like it was going to get dirty just by like existing in Bali um and it was a white dress um so obviously so yeah I got I was like gave it to my parents I was like can you bring this when you come they're they were absolutely fine with it um and so I'm pretty proud of ourselves we only had one suitcase each um and we flew to Bali and that was really exciting and a bit of a whirlwind to be honest um and especially a whirlwind too because we only arrived like two or three days before our retreat started and the lead up to this retreat was very exciting but also super wild and crazy too because we were absolutely inundated with applications like I think for our November retreat we had over 225 applications we had so many retreat interviews um like book calls booked with us we had lots of people not show up for retreat interviews which was really fucking annoying if I'm gonna be completely honest um we had a lot of people ghost us that they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to come. Like we have a call with them. They send them. Yeah. And then they just never get back to us. Um, so the whole process of that was really, um, wonderful learning lessons and boundaries. Um, and yeah, put out a lot of energy, but it was absolutely worth it because when we had, when we got there and all the women that were there arrived, we're like, oh my gosh, these women are absolutely amazing. When, we were like the day or so before the retreat we have a lot of stuff to get ready like when we arrived there and um we noticed that like the girls were chatting a lot and it was so funny on like the day before the when we um the the day before we meet up they were all like best friends already the morning of all these women hadn't even like met each other and they're all getting like pedicures together and everything it was just such a beautiful beautiful way to start the retreat like knowing that all of these women literally have come from all over the world I think we had a lot of people from America um, and Canada and then we had some from Africa and um, Switzerland we didn't have anyone from Australia this time Um, and so it was a definitely a different crowd but it was so cool to see them all um, so like loving and connected and it's such an interesting thing because me and Luca when we finished our last retreat in May we almost like didn't want to run another one like we did because it was so wonderful but we almost didn't because it was such a beautiful experience we like never wanted to feel like we could like ever replace those women in our heart because it was so beautiful with them um and we're like oh we'll be you know and of course we thought of our beautiful May retreat participants all the time but they these women were just so different that there was no comparison and you know the people that come to our retreats hold like such a it's such a special place in our heart because like you literally spend like a week but it feels like a freaking year with these people and you see them you know in in the workshops where we're laughing and crying and dancing and screaming literally um but also like when you're you know eating dinner and like going on adventures and you just see this like full human range of spectrum and when you have these trips together you create this incredible bond where you have like inside jokes and you really get to know people and it was just it was so freaking cool and that retreat Um, It was so different than our last retreat. You know, um, I really felt like I leveled up as a woman in that. Like I held, um, I really am so proud of myself for the space that I held and how I held it. And and also it was so powerful for Luca and I to really have that foundation of having done it before. So it's like, we do feel like we did a better, a, a better job. Not because like the women in the first retreat had such an incredible transformation, but like the things that we got to do better this time um were 
you know, like the logistics of like the travel and like just how we scheduled everything, like all those little details that that come from an event planning space, as opposed to like the transformations in the workshops were still just as incredible as the previous one as well. Um, And I think that's like one of the things that me and Luca didn't realize last year when we decided to put out an event, uh, sorry, retreats, because it is like a completely different business from what we do online. Yes, like when you're in the essence of the actual workshops of the retreat, it is so similar in many ways, uh, you know, because you were seeing the depths of these humans. But on the other side, you become like an event manager and like a little bit of a travel agent. And there is this just whole other side to it that is so time consuming <laughs> um, and so beautiful. But um it is, yeah, it is challenging. And, and, um, I'm so proud of us. I'm so proud of how we valued ourselves. I'm so proud of, you know, how we showed up in that space and how we held the space for these beautiful women and gave them a really, really, really life-changing and incredible, um, incredible week. Uh, and so, you know, the, you guys might've seen some of the, the videos that have come out on Instagram of like tiny little, little clips. Um, and you know, what was so interesting about this retreat is that we actually had a lot of women, a lot of women that came because of the videos that they had seen of the previous one. And so we had women say to us, they're like, Oh, Danielle, I don't think I can do that. Like, you know, I saw this girl in this video do that. I don't think I can do it. And it's so funny because, you know, the way that Luca and I run our retreats, we have this structure, but it is really an intuitive flow of how things work. It's not like everyone needs to do this one exercise. So we're all going to wait for each person to do this one exercise, right? It is in our workshop pieces. It is very intuitive and it is very individually based and it is very situationally based and circumstantially based and like trauma based based on like what that person has actually been through and what they need to release. And so it was so interesting actually having a basis for people to kind of know what was going to go on. And in many ways, I think it allowed them to dive deeper faster because they, a lot of them had come being like, that's what I'm fucking here for. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm here to scream and cry and do all the things. And again, not that it, it, it looks so different for everyone. Right. Um, and it also really showed Luca and I, you know, we have totally found our groove in how we do our coaching and our programs. And we love that, but like how we really have found our groove in, in how we do retreats and how it's so different. And it's funny, actually, I've, I've have had a couple people mention to me and some people reach out to me on Instagram asking if we're going to do a certification. Um, because we have a really, um, like somatic, but therapeutic, but like human and individualistic, um, based approach to how we get these people, these transformations. And it's so funny because sometimes we have these retreat calls, um, and interviews with women and they're just like, well, you know, like what exactly happens? And of course we explain it, but at, to a certain point, like, we only know when we're there, right? Because there really is this field of the retreat and we hold this container so intensely and beautifully and we allow what is meant to come through come through and we do everything in our power and every single woman that has come thus far to our retreats has had an incredible experience an incredible transformation it's usually not what they think it's going to look like but it's usually better in many ways too so um 
it was just incredible. Uh, and one of the things too, uh, that I learned through this experience is like, not necessarily learned, but was reminded of that. I really need to make sure that I energetically cleanse myself. I do a pretty good job, but like I need to do a better job because I think it was like day three or four. Like I now looking back, I'm like definitely had like bronchitis, <laughs> like a hundred percent had bronchitis. Like I have, I was so sick. <laughs> Um, but it's, I think it's been, it was cool to reflect on too. Like I've had this background of being an Olympian, right? And, and I do believe that, you know, we don't want to push ourselves too hard that we have burnout, but there's also of course times when like, I'm at the place where like, I'm not going to tell women that I'm going to, the women that have flown across the fucking world are going to have a day off because I'm not feeling good. Like how disrespectful, like I'm going to push through because that's who I am. And I, and I also feel like I had, I find the life force within me because of my huge why and my huge love of the women that are there to like push through being very ill. <laughs> I was so sick. Um, like I've never had my chest hurt that much. Um, I didn't really want anyone to like pick up on it. I thought how to, you know, when you can like hear the, like the cough where it's like really in the chest and like went back to Luca at the end of the nights and I was like, I'm really sick. <laughs> um, and that I was, a, and I know that that happened because me and Luca become such conduits for what people are moving through right? Not in a place that like we're holier than that and we're the only people can do that, but like we're really holding space for really powerful and deep emotion. And so to be the space holder for that, like if you're not, you know, clean, like powerful or just aware enough that can, you can take that on. And I really believe that that's like what I was moving through me. So I was on the other side, like really having to like rest and take care of myself. Luckily in Bali, like the place of like the land of massages. Um, so that was quite easy but it was crazy because we went from the retreat and like a few days later was my birthday um which I didn't even really think about but I was so happy because my birthday's in November um my whole life for the well not that's not true like for two-thirds of my life I grew up having my birthday in Vancouver and Vancouver Canada in November is honestly just sad it's just, it, like that is the word for it. It's depressing. The days get really short. It rains all the time. Like it's just really sad. Um, and so I've like said to Luca, I'm like, I never want to have a birthday in Vancouver ever again. <laughs> um, I'm going to manifest that. And so it was so just nice to be in Bali. And um, we went to this water park. Um, even some of the girls that came to a retreat came, our photographer came, some friends came. Uh, and it was honestly like the best fucking day, except Luca got super sick that day. Um, so he wasn't feeling good. He had like a 24-hour flu. Um, but that was just such a beautiful experience. And, uh, you know, being in Bali for those five weeks and, and I, even over this whole wedding period, um. I really had quite a few, like so many pinch me moments, you know, I had some times during COVID where when I'm looking back, I honestly felt very isolated and I, you know, the, like it was COVID, right. But like, and I know a lot of people did, but I, I definitely had this, this period because I was in this really interesting transition of my life where I was leaving sport and I was leaving Australia and I moved to Bali. Um, and I was also in this period of like, I knew what I wanted to do, but I was still figuring out who this new iteration of myself was. 
and is, right? Who is this new version of me? The version of me that's not an athlete, which is what I wanted, but I didn't fully know who she was. And so there was this kind of like separation of, you know, some of my and not in a, not in a bad way. It's also this naturally happens, right? When you move countries, like some of the girl, the friends that I had in Perth, like you know, the distance just came in our friendship, and I moved to a new place, and so, um, you know, in in the COVID times, I I noticed that like I was had a lot of alone time. Um, and even when I moved back to Canada, because I was trying to like, I was coming back to literally like COVID lockdown, like separation of people, like very hard time to make new friends. Um, and, uh, that was really challenging. So the, re- and the reason why I'm saying this is like, I had some times where I'm like, am I a loner? <laughs> Like, and, and amongst all of this, it was kind of like the perfect storm, right? Like I'm building a business, I'm building a brand. I like, I'm building my mission, right? And so I love dedicating my time to my clients and I love dedicating time to my programs. But if I was, I'm looking at the values of my life and I, and I speak about values, like if we go back to the clarity code, that friendship period, that friendship was quite down, like very, very down, um, in that period. And I had moments where I'm like, you know, like, is there something wrong with me? Like, do I, do, do I not, am I not able to like maintain friendships with women? Like, you know, and having clients is different than, you know, having friends, even though they feel huge. And, and I think that was part of the challenge of it too, right? Like I get so much, um, fulfillment from the work that I do. Um, and also it can be, take a lot of time. So, you know, I don't have, I didn't have as much time to dedicate to my friends who, weren't necessarily building a business and a brand and a social media and, you know, building programs and and doing all this stuff. Right. And I was also like in this relationship that I was working on. So that friendship aspect really fell, um, to the wayside, but in this whole wedding Bali period, I had so many moments where I was like, and I share this because like, I'm so fucking human. Oh my gosh, this makes me emotional. Um, where I was like, Danielle, you are loved you are loved. And I don't, I I am so loved by my clients, but by like friends, um, you know, I had girlfriends that flew from Australia to come to Bali for a hen's day. Like I had friends that lived in Bali that joined us. Like I had this moment of just like that in real life connection where I was like, you are so loved. You know, you are a fucking cool person. You aren't, you are socially awkward, but you're not as socially awkward as you think that you are. Like you have lots to add. And so it's not that I was beating myself up because I've grown so much, but it's just that sometimes we, sometimes it's nice to have that external validation, right? Sometimes it's nice for those moments to be like, oh, like, okay, okay, people do see me when I'm in real person. And and it it felt really fulfilling. Um, And so my birthday led into this period of also me and Luca were in this like mad rush, basically to like kind of loop out and like close ties with all of our work and our clients um, and also kind of plan for the new year and also plan our wedding and also pay all these invoices um, for our wedding. uh, Like, and so there was this period at the end of November was just like, go, go. Like we were in Bali luckily. So you just like go jack food to you and you get massages in the evening. Um, and so we were really hustling to kind of wrap up all of our work so we could take a lot of December off. Um, and that was, yeah, it was busy, but it was a good period. Um, and you know, even reflecting in like, since I've started, 
I had never really taken like four weeks, five, four weeks off my work. And, and it's never really off, right? Because, and, and I'm not complaining um, because we do have a personal brand. You know, I have moments where I just wish I could like shut down my social media and never show my face again because I love being in person with people. Um, and it's fucking annoying to be on social media, but I also know that I, and the other side of me loves it. And I, I I love, I do love sharing parts of my life and I, I do love that aspect. And I do love all the people that I've met through the work that I do and the clients that I've had. So, um, it was really nice to give myself the time and be like, you know what, Danielle, like you're, and it was a hard, hard boundaries, like telling my clients being like, I'm not going to do any calls. I'm not going to do any programs. I had self-guided stuff, but like, I'm going to be 90% off. Um, and, uh, I think when you run a business, like off is 90, 90% off basically, because there's always like little things that you have to do, but that, that was good. Um, and that led me just to like fully dive into kind of bride mode and wedding mode and you know my beautiful girlfriend Becky organized this incredible like hens um like little get together in Bali and and we just got to like hang out and get massages and and go for dinner and just spend time together and it was so precious we didn't do anything crazy you know um, we went to Ubud for a day I got one of the most beautiful things Um, they brought in a Balinese priest named Ayu and she did this beautiful blessing Um, and you know in this whole wedding period I just felt so loved Um, and it was just I'm just so grateful for the people that I brought into my life um, because of that, because I know through entrepreneurship and through this world, like, I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of people that build brands and personal brands online and businesses, they don't really have a big social life because it, there is things that have to fall to the wayside and sometimes that's friendships. Um, and so to know that through all of this, I still have these beautiful people in my life that are there at these incredible moments is just so special. Um, and then, uh, you know, Luca went on his crazy bucks, um, which he can speak to, (laughs) but that was really fun for him. His friends like took him to another Island. Um, and then, uh, we had spent some time back in Bali with some some couple friends and then um we flew to Australia to Perth um and we went we got married in 3 hours down from Perth in a the Margaret River region um and it's a really beautiful region if you ever get the chance to go um I highly recommend it it's it's just magical like it's a wine region that's also like a surf town that also has all these like beautiful like natural like incredible beaches like the most beautiful beaches you've ever seen and this amazing landscape and it's also kind of like a country town area but it's also like beach vibe like it's just such a cool place um so we spent about 10 days in Perth before we went down and and um you know my my brother arrived with his four kids and my parents arrived um and like I had so many moments (laughs) I don't know why I'm gonna cry so much I'm getting my period (laughs) but still it's okay um you know it this the reason that I wanted to get married in Australia is um and I said this in, in my wedding speech, actually, like it holds such a special place in my heart and it always will. I don't know if I'll ever live there again. It is just so far away. Um, but it, it, it is the 
place that made me who I am today. Like I wouldn't be who I am if I hadn't lived there, if I hadn't met those people, if I hadn't, you know, gone on that journey to become an Olympian. And so I moved to Perth and, and I, my parents had visited me over the years, but the rest of my family hadn't. It is so far and they had little kids. Um, they're all really little at the time when I left and, and now they're all kind of like teenagers. So much better time to travel. And, um, it was, I, for years imagined showing my family around the city that I lived in that I called home. Um, and I'm kind of the only one I'm the youngest of five. I have a sister that lives in Victoria. So Vancouver Island is about a two hour affair right away, but in the same province, like I'm the only one that has ever like really moved. And I moved basically to the, like literally to the other side of the world. Um, and I always imagined them visiting me. And so to have those moments when I, and I knew that they would love it to have those moments where I had my brother and my sister-in-law, my nieces and nephews and my mom and dad there. Like it was just so surreal to see them experience a place that has been so precious to me. And it is where Luca is from as well, you know? So it was really special. And also like the effort that it took to get my fucking family (laughs) to come across the world like not only the time that they had to take off but the expenses that like it's a it was a gargantuan effort this wedding and I give them two years notice and so for them to like do that just meant the world to me as well um because my family really is so is so special to me and I'm just so incredibly grateful um and there was this one night where we had Luca's um family there and like my nieces and nephews and we're like trying to introduce all my nieces and nephews to Luca's family and there's like so many of them it's like overwhelming and it was like we were at Grilled where you know I used to go it's like one of my favorite like places in Australia Uh, in Australia it's like a restaurant it's like a chain restaurant but it's great um and we went we were at Scarborough Beach where me and Luca met and like went for a swim and all of us went for ice cream and it was like it was so surreal and so special um it just meant the world to me. Um, and I'm so glad that I took time off to be present when I was there. Um, and we had friends come from New Zealand, Dane and Livy, who we, who we lived with last year. Um, and, you know, everyone started to arrive and, and then we went down south. Um, my girlfriends arrived. My two, two of my good girlfriends came from Canada. One came with her boyfriend. Like, oh my God, my one girlfriend got stuck in the fucking storm in Brisbane and that was stressful because she almost didn't make it, but then she made it. Um, and we drove down south and we were in this area where um, we had uh, all of our families like in this one area and we all were in different, I think there was like seven or eight of us that had houses in this like one little area because there were so many of us. Um, you know, there was like, what, some houses there was like 12 14 people (laughs) like there was a lot of people um and so we just had this kind of week of celebration we had a wine tour day which I organized um we had like a hens and a bucks day um so the boys did something and the girls did something and you know on my hens day just um it was my third hens day you're like Danielle did you have another day I'm like yes I had one in Canada I had one (laughs) one in Bali and I had one at birth, which is really symbolic because those are beautiful, important places in my life. Um, and that was a really special moment because there's probably like 20, 
5.30 women there, you know, Luca's family and my sisters and my sister-in-laws and my nieces and my girlfriends and my girlfriends from Perth. And like, oh my God, there was this one moment where everyone was just like giving me love and like telling me, you know, what I had added to their life. And I was like, we were all in fucking tears. It was literally like retreat moment over um, love bombing moment. And it was just so incredibly special. Um and then we had our rehearsal day. Um, we did have some stress happen um, around the the wedding day in the lead up, um, which, uh, yeah, is something that I'm not willing to speak about. But um, it was, it happened. And, you know, there's, there's challenges that happen in everything, you know, um, and uh, I'm really proud of how I handled it and, and, and who I was in that, in that um, situation. And, um, but, uh, it was honestly like so busy. Like it was so nice to not even to be around my phone. And then we had our wedding day. <sighs> my goodness. It was so special. We are going to have a video coming out, um, about our wedding day. And I don't even think it's going to be able to encapsulate it. Um, but I was just taking it all in, you know, uh, and I know it's just a wedding. It's just, but at the same time for us, it was like this accumulation of love from all of these people. And I think that was one of the most magical things. We were on this, at this farm, like modern farmhouse that was like this most beautiful West Australian setting. And, you know, it, to be honest, leading up to the wedding, like, and like the few months before, like it was stressful. Like, I don't know any, like, if you tell me, if you have organized a wedding with like 80 plus people and you have been stress-free, I don't know, you give me your antidote because I feel like I know all the shit and it was still stressful and it's fine. Like, it's okay because there are hard things in life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes like I was like, I'm going to be stress-free. I'm like, but Danielle, sometimes things are hard and that's fucking fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, not everything has to be like, just like skipping through a bucket of daisies because it's okay for things to be hard because it made me realize on the day, none of it fucking mattered. And it was who I, who I was when I went through all those challenges that planning a wedding in another country managing a budget of a wedding with you know all those people paying all these invoices internationally like that I I learned so much in that process and I on the day like we had moments where like oh my gosh like why are we doing this to ourselves and then on the day it's like it doesn't fucking matter it was all magic it was all magic and um it's funny because that whole wedding week me and Luke probably spent the least amount of time with each other than we usually do, but that also felt fine. I know some people are like, oh, you need to like take time to be with your partner. And yes, of course we had time. Like, you know, that we had a beautiful photo shoot in, in the grass field and that was like so precious and we had lots of time together. But it, for us, our wedding felt like a collective celebration of all the people that made the effort to come that will never all be together again. And that was so fucking incredible and absolutely worth it. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things like, I remember when I was about to walk down the aisle and I'm standing there with my dad. Um, my dad is such an important human in my life and I love him 
so much. Um, we just have always had a really special bond and he's like standing there. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and his special jacket, he has this like jacket. He was so proud of. If you see the picture, he looks like a fucking UFC announcer. <laughs> he's so proud of himself with that jacket. And this is coming from a man who is like zero style. <laughs> he wears the same golf shirt like all the time. And he wears this flamboyant jacket. Um, and he's also a big Elvis fan. And, um, the photographer he brought his elvis glasses and wig um he basically has no hair um and he was gonna like because where it was outside and he's like can i wear my glasses down the aisle i'm like no dad you can't he didn't listen to me but luckily we had this like boss <laughs> like photographer and she's like put them in your pocket you're not wearing them down the aisle and he was like oh okay um yeah but it was really special standing there with my dad um before we were about to walk um Cause I'm just like thinking about him, you know, like it's his last child and I can only imagine like what that feels like, <laughs> but it was really special to have that walk, um, with him and just take it all in. And I honestly, like, I couldn't even really say anything to him cause I just knew that I'd burst into tears. Um, but, uh, you know, turning the corner of this, this little walk that we had and then looking at like all of these people that were looking at me, like I felt like a movie star. Um, but I was like, all of these people are here for us. They're here for us. Um, and that just felt, I felt so humbled, you know, because I know the effort that it takes to get to a wedding. I've flown to my good bestest friend's weddings in Scotland and in New Zealand. And, and I have another friend getting married in Mexico. Like I, I know it, it's a lot of effort. And so to know the effort that everyone went to, to and then to be there and to know that like me and Lucas love united all of us. It was like so overwhelming. And to see my darling at the end of the aisle and realize that all the years that I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know where this person would come from. I had seen this view. I had always seen this view. Um, I remember with my ex, I tried to imagine marrying him and I couldn't. Um, we just weren't meant to be together. And, But I saw, I would always see the same view. And it's so funny because we changed our wedding venue like four months before. And it made so much sense because the view that I saw was a view that I saw when I walked down the aisle which is like this hill and an arch <laughs> and and like it was just crazy and then you know he's there and it was like just really special and really nerve-wracking having to kind of like declare my love you know it, it's not he's heard all the things that I've said you know before but to declare it in front of everyone it's it is intimidating to be honest it's absolutely intimidating but it was it was such an honor. Um, and, uh, you know, people said to us that like, they're like, that was the best wedding I've ever been to. And, pe and, you know, for us, it was really important to make the ceremony intentional. You know, ceremony is so important. Like I find ceremony so important in my life. Um, it's been a real grounding piece of connection to myself, connection to my soul, connection to my own spirituality. And we had a, really dear mentor that has been a guide that for me and Luca who flew from Canada and she was partly leading the ceremony we had an official officiant so we actually also legally got married um but she was there and like to have her there and curate the ceremony and tell our love story was like such an honor 
but to have people like so many people came up to us and they were like that was the best wedding I've ever been to that ceremony like everyone was in fucking tears we had this moment where um I really wanted to you know one of the things that I realized I don't know if it was a friend's wedding or one of the weddings I've been to over the years is that um the reason that you have people there is because they are witnessing your love and they're a part of your community when you move forward in your life and your marriage. And one of the things that I wanted to do was a blessing of the rings. Um, so I had my brothers and sisters and my mom and dad and my in-laws because they are my brother and sister-in-laws because they're basically my siblings as well. Um, and special members from Luca's family come up and we actually passed our rings around and they blessed them. And that was really special. Um, to us as well and it just really brought in this sense of like this is a ceremony that we're wanting to curate because part of you know something that I was a bit of like what a rebel in is you know I'm the first of my um, siblings there's been five marriages my one sister got married twice they've all gotten married in Catholic churches and I said to my parents, I was like, I don't want to get married in the Catholic church. And that was hard because I, I don't, I never wanted to disrespect them, but it just, it, I couldn't do it because it didn't feel genuine to who I am and who, um, Luca and I am. And, and, you know, I just don't, I'm so grateful for the knowledge that I had in that place, but I, that's not who I am anymore. And, but I think it was really beautiful even to show to my parents because like, a wedding doesn't have to be in a church to be spiritual. A wedding doesn't have to be in a church to be sacred. A wedding doesn't have to follow certain traditions to actually matter. You get to make it how you want to make it if it's intentional and it's sacred to you. And it was really cool for us to like curate that experience um, for ourselves and, and make it this incredibly beautiful moment I wish I could go back and like relive that ceremony and like have my beautiful Hollywood hair again because it was so wonderful um there is more I I want to speak to um you know the rest of the some other parts of the evening and, and the rest of the trip um and behind the scenes and everything but I actually am being called by my husband right now husband because he wants to go walk and do the sunset <laughs> so I need to respect that and know that life and those beautiful moments are more important than things like this. So this is going to turn into a two-part series. If you are wanting to hear about the rest of my wedding night, <laughs> not not all the things, um, but uh, parts of my wedding night, then I'm more than happy to share some tidbits of it. And, and disclaimer, just because even if you listen to this, know that you don't know everything in someone's life. If you listen, if you know, if you listen to a podcast, you don't know everything in what's going on, right? Like I just remember that. And I share that because I'm so happy to share some special moments that relate to the work that I do and the stuff that I do. But there's also some things in my life and and me and Luca's life that I've decided to keep sacred. Um, And I feel really good about that. And that's to protect my heart and my friends and my family. Um, And just remember that too, because I think sometimes we listen to things and we think that we know everything about someone. Um, and just know that there's so much more to everyone that you see. But the reason that I'm sharing this is that I hope that 
it's honest and true and real and maybe you're just fucking curious and and maybe you want to know what happened and and maybe you're just stumbled upon this and you happen to listen maybe you want to listen because you're planning a wedding and you want to know you know what to do in a lined way for you um maybe you want to know what it's actually like to plan a wedding and to run a business and I just I'm gonna be completely and totally I am being so open and honest here but there are things that I'm not sharing because it it's still so sacred to me um, and my friends and my family and, and my life. And I will, and it's been a really big learning lesson for me in the past year to protect those things. Um, because it just feels better that way. You know what I mean? There's parts of me that I share online and there's parts of me that I don't. And, um, I'm really proud of myself for those boundaries, but I'm going to be sharing more in part two. I hope you enjoy this podcast and stay tuned for part two coming very soon. I love you guys. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Have a beautiful night. Have a beautiful day. Can't wait to chat in part two. Welcome to the other side, beautiful souls. I so deeply appreciate you spending this time with me. My intention with this podcast is to uplift, love on, and inspire you and align my actions with this intention. But as with everything in the world of personal and spiritual development, take what feels good for you and leave the rest. As a white, able-bodied, cisgender woman, the perspectives I share here are inherently affected by my privileges. I'm actively invested in learning how to elevate and support lived experiences beyond my own, and I'm always open to and grateful for your feedback. I am listening. No matter who you are, where you're from, or where you're going, I see you, I love you, and you matter. So thank you for listening, beautiful souls, and I'll see you next time.